Hi, and welcome to Straight Shot Radio. My name is Johnny Slick, and I'm the founder and head coach at Straight Shot Training. Last episode, I said that we might be looking at another round of gym shutdowns, and this may mean that you need to train at home during the winter, which may mean you need to train outside or in your garage, or in my case, a Civil War era brick smokehouse. So even if gyms don't close though, you may just prefer to train at home. Or maybe you're a runner who wants to continue training outside over the colder months. Whatever it is, with temperatures dropping, you need to start planning now for how you're going to stay on track with your workouts this winter. But before we go through my six tips for cold weather training, let me share a testimonial from one of our athletes, Debbie, who worked with straight shot coach Delaney Bodner. Debbie says, When I started, I had some experience with strength training, but Delaney increased my comfort with dumbbells, cable machines, and barbells, as well as introducing me to bodyweight exercises that I could do at home or while traveling. It is with her that I learned that I could bench press, squat, and do deadlifts, something that I had never imagined. Additionally, she always made sure I was properly warmed up and also gave me core and stretching exercises. Most importantly, she met me where I was at while at the same time pushing me just enough without overwhelming me to improve both my strength and my confidence. Thank you so much, Debbie. We really appreciate you and especially your willingness to trust your coach and push it each workout. Awesome job. Uh, If you would like to work with one of my coaches, head to straightshottraining.com and click on request a coach to get started today. All right, let's get into how you can make the transition to training outdoors in the winter. Before we get into the obvious stuff like clothing for working out outside, I want to give you my tips for getting acclimated to colder temperatures now so it'll be easier to deal with them when it really gets cold. So first tip here is get into a habit of working out at the same time each day. This will make it way easier to stay consistent when the weather changes. I saw a good quote about motivation the other day that said something to the effect of motivation won't always be there, but dedication will be. Trust me, it is not easy to make yourself go out in the cold to run or to lift, and there will definitely be days when you lack motivation. But if you're dedicated to making it happen, regardless of your level of motivation, you're going to get it done. One way of doing this is getting your mind and your body used to a consistent schedule of training that is not going to change depending on the weather. That being said, If you can find a way to shift your morning workouts to maybe the afternoons when it might be a little bit warmer, now's the time to figure that out. Figure your workout schedule out now before it gets cold, and then you're not scrambling for a way to try to not work out outside at 5 in the morning or something. So get into a habit of working out at the same time each day. Then that might mean moving your schedule around a little bit now, to try to work out at maybe a warmer time of the day. Tip number two, find something specific to train for and get on a solid program. Look, if you don't have a plan of what you're going to do each workout, it is really easy to skip those workouts, right? You you probably know this. If you don't know what you're going to do, you don't have a plan going into it, it's much easier to skip that than it would be if you had something in front of you that you knew you had to accomplish or that you were going to try to accomplish. So 
sign up for a virtual race. You could make some lifting goals. Now is actually a really good time to get started on your New Year's resolution, if that's a weight loss resolution or whatever it is. Get started on that now. Just anything that's gonna give you something to work towards and that includes a plan of attack for each workout. So just like the first tip about setting aside a time to train, having a plan of what you're gonna do during that time and having a plan for your workouts is going to help you stay on track and stay focused on each training session during the winter. On to tip number three now, seek out an accountability partner or coach. This is one of the most important things that we provide as coaches with Straight Shot. We wanna make sure that you're getting your workouts in, that you're recovering well, and that you're not falling off the wagon when your motivation just isn't there. You can also do this with a friend though. You can both do the same workouts. You can text each other to see how the other person did with their session. You can share recipes for healthy eating. You can see your friend posting to social media at 11 o'clock at night and gently remind them that they should be sleeping. So whatever it takes, you and your coach or your friend, you're in it together. And when you have that level of accountability set up, it's gonna help you out a lot. When it gets cold, your coach or your friend is there to remind you, hey, I know it sucks, but we've got goals and we've got work to do, so let's get after it. So whether it's a friend or a coach, you need to get yourself an accountability partner. On to cold weather training tip number four, have realistic expectations of your performance. Look, I talked about this all summer long. When it was hot, I said you needed to lower the intensity of your workouts and do what you can that day and not overdo it. And the same goes for colder temperatures. Personally, I'm going to do my best to lift out in my shed all winter, but when my hands start freezing to a barbell, I'm probably going to grab my dumbbells and just go inside and do a light dumbbell workout. The other day, when it was like 30 degrees in the morning, I decided that, that would be a great time to go for a bike ride. And I'm not, I'm not going to do that again, at least not unless I dress a lot warmer. I'm probably gonna end up running more over the winter instead of biking. And when I'm out running, I'm definitely not gonna be doing a ton of hill sprints where I end up walking around with a metallic cough for the rest of the day, which is great right now, especially out in public when you start coughing and you have to explain to somebody that it's not corona, you just worked out so hard in the cold that some of the blood got backed up in your lungs and now you're tasting hemoglobin with each cough. So you know, carry on, man, it's just, me being insane with my workouts when it's too cold outside. <laughs> you, you just need to be cool with having to adjust your workouts. Back off on the loads or back off on your speed or your exercise duration or even how many days you train. And I know that we just talked about having a plan and sticking with it, but a solid training plan also needs to allow for some flexibility. And this is why I think having a coach is so important because I get texts all the time like, I missed yesterday's workouts, how should I adjust the rest of the week? And I'm able to help these athletes make the necessary adjustments in their program. So definitely have a program, definitely put things in place to make sure you stick with your program. At the same time, have realistic expectations of your, your performance with the program and make sure that you have some flexibility there in case you do need to just, it's way, 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 way too cold outside to train. I need to do something inside that's might not look like the rest of my program, but it's gonna be something that's gonna help me keep moving and stay on track. Tip number five, drink or eat something warm post-workout. If you're used to eating a cold meal 
or drinking a smoothie post-workout, switching to something warm may help you warm up after your outdoor training session. My roommates in college and I used to make hot chocolate with protein powder and top it with whipped cream. You could even throw a little bit of that peanut butter powder in there. Gives you some extra protein, some extra calories in there. And you can have like a warm post-workout protein shake, which I know kind of sounds gross when you say warm protein shake, but if it's hot chocolate, it sounds pretty awesome. Personally though, I don't mind being cold. I actually much prefer being cold to being hot. So I'm fine with a cold post-workout meal, but this is something that might help you not dread going out for a sub-freezing run if you know you've got something warm to eat or drink after your workout. All right, finally, the more obvious tip here, tip number six, dress for the weather. I have a head-to-toe list for you. It's actually a toe-to-head list for you here that's going to help you bundle up for those outdoor workouts. So let's start at the bottom, feet, socks, and shoes. So for socks, you want something that's going to help your feet stay dry and insulated. So wool or synthetic wool is great for this. Wool is great because even if it gets wet, it doesn't lose its insulating properties. So if you think you're just going to wear multiple pairs of socks, just remember that's going to change your foot size in your shoes, which is going to make for awkward running. Plus, two pairs of socks actually could compress your feet, and that could decrease circulation. Decreased circulation is actually going to make your feet feel colder. So, get some wool socks, maybe spend some money on some nice wool or synthetic wool socks that are designed to wick away wetness from your feet, but still hold the heat in at the same time. As for shoes, the less mesh, the better. So you want to find something that is same as the socks, is going to hold the heat in. But with the shoes, you also need to make sure that they're going to keep wetness out. So they need to insulate your feet, but also repel water when you're running through sloshy snow or something like that. Trail running shoes actually hit all of those bases. You have something that's got traction for slippery roads. It might have a little more stability for running on uneven frozen ground. Trail running shoes are great for that. For lifting, it's just about getting your feet warm, right? It could be boots if you need it to be. Whatever is going to have you more focused on moving the weights than how cold your feet are. Now, depending on the boots, you might not want to squat or lunge in them. But for most other lifts, boots are fine. Personally, you're probably going to see a lot of workouts on my social media this winter where I'm wearing boots. So, socks that are going to insulate your feet and keep them dry. Shoes that are going to insulate your feet and keep the moisture from coming inside of the shoe. As for your legs, leggings. Right, Most of you ladies are already miles ahead of us guys when it comes to leggings. You've got your warm weather leggings. You've got your cold weather leggings. Dudes, we've, we've just got to embrace the leggings, right? The, the ladies are on to something. They know what they're doing when it comes to this. Leggings for everybody this winter if you're training outside or inside. When you see me running on the back roads of West Virginia here, wearing my wife's Road leggings, just understand you can make fun of me, but they're comfortable and I'm warm and I'm going to be able to train longer because I'm not freezing cold trying to tough it out just running in shorts out there. But... Underneath your leggings, you want to start with a base layer that's going to keep you from losing all of the heat that's 
generated from your lower body, especially when you're outside running. So compression underwear that's made for cold weather is great to start with because it's actually way more important than you think when it comes to retaining heat. So start with the compression underwear. On top of that, you wear your leggings and then sweatpants on top of that for an added layer of warmth, depending on your workout or what you're doing or what the weather's like. Because like if I'm out in the snow, I'll wear leggings, but then I'll wear some type of more waterproof like track pants over top of them. So it doesn't matter if those get wet. And your leggings should be thicker than the ones you would wear just into the gym. And they even make leggings now with fleece or wool lining that are made just for the winter. So if you search winter leggings or cold gear leggings, find the ones that are designed to hold the heat in. And then you're going to put whatever layer outside of that to keep water from you know soaking your leggings that you're wearing underneath those. Next, we have your shirt. When it comes to your torso, it's all about layering, right? Because keeping your torso warm enough is paramount in keeping your entire body warm. So you want to start with a base layer. And the layer next to your skin should be light, it should be soft, and it should be moisture wicking. You want to keep the moisture away from your body. Picking a long sleeve running shirt is a good idea too if the weather's going to be really cold. But even a silk or polyester t-shirt is fine for a base layer just because it's getting that wetness away from your skin. After that base layer, you want to pick a mid layer that's going to actually do most of the work in keeping you warm. You want to opt for something that has maybe some down or synthetic insulation. If it's really cold, but you know fleece would work for more mild temperatures. Again, wool, synthetic wool is, is a good option here. It's going to help you know keep you warm, but again, it's not going to get soaked because it's, it's good for you know wicking. Now, the big thing here with your outer layer is protecting you from the elements, and it's kind of the theme that we keep seeing with with the layering of, of clothes is that you need to get the moisture away from your body, you need to re hold the heat in, and you need to keep the cold from getting in, or the, the wetness from getting in if you are outside in the rain or the snow. Uh, your outer layer needs to be windproof, it needs to be waterproof, it needs to be breathable. Your outer layer is like a, a shell that's going to keep the participation off of your insulating layer so that the insulating, la insulating layer can do its job while you're working out. Um, a windbreaker works well here. I like ones that are a little bit loose fitting. Um, maybe not on a run, but if I'm lifting, I, I don't like something that's like super, super tight on me for my outer layer. I like something that can move. So my inner layer might be a little tighter and I have a mid layer that's going to keep me warm and the outer layer is going to keep the wind from just totally ruining my workouts when I'm outside. So base layer, get the moisture away from your body. Mid layer, hold the heat. Outer layer, keep the cold out onto your hands. This is actually the same concept as a feet. Same concept as everything that we've been talking about here. You want something that's going to keep your hands warm and dry. The one size fits all cheap cotton spandex gloves are miserable when your hands start to sweat or if they get wet from the elements outside. I'm sure you've looked down at your hands on a run wearing those gloves and seen like all little snowballs stuck to the glove and then they start to melt and they freeze your hands. It's not something you want to use when you're training outside. So like socks, fleece or wool lining is best, but since you don't have a shoe on the outside of it like you would a sock, you want the outside of the glove to be something that's going to repel water and is going to keep cold air from getting into your fingers. Now, if you are lifting outside and you need to wear gloves, I've used 
batting gloves, like for baseball or wide receiver gloves, because they aren't as thick as regular gloves and they won't slip like winter gloves would on a barbell. So they have a little bit more grip and they at least just protect your hands from, from the wind or from some of the cold. They're not the warmest things, but, but they're definitely warmer than just being your hands. But honestly, your, your best bet is to wear your gloves in between your sets and just take them off when you go to lift and then put them right back on. Or you can get some of those hot hands packets that you shake up and just, just hold on to those in between your sets. Or you could use a little space heater in your garage gym to keep your hands warm between sets. Uh, if you want to, uh, who knows, maybe I'll, I'll build a fire inside the smokehouse uh, while I'm lifting just like they did uh, originally for the, for what the shed that I'm lifting in was originally used for. Uh, but for, for running outside though, fleece lining with a waterproof outside is going to help you out a lot. And when it comes to, to lifting, um, you know, I would say just take your gloves off, do your lift, then put your gloves back on, get your hands warm again. Onto your face. I know that you've been wearing a mask a lot recently, uh, but a cold weather mask or a thick neck gaiter or some people call them buffs, they're great for keeping your neck warm, but also they're going to keep you from losing too much moisture from your breathing. And it's going to keep the wind from just whipping your your lips and your nose and making your runs absolutely horrible. Or in my case, the bike ride I went on the other day where it was just crazy windy right in my face. So you want something where the outside fabric is something that's going to repel water. You definitely don't want a fabric that's going to get wet and just hold that coldness against your face. So whatever type of scarf or mask or whatever it is that you want to wear while you're lifting, you know, just want to make sure this is not something that's going to end up getting wet because that's going to be terrible when you're out on a run and, and you've got you know, this wet blanket up against your face. Onto your head, again, the key here, we want to stay dry and we want to hold the heat in. So any hat that's going to have wool or an acrylic type of fabric that's going to wick away sweat while holding in heat is what you're going to want to find. As for the fit, I like hats that I can pull over my ears, but that aren't super tight, especially at the top. And I know some people prefer to go hatless. So in this case, you know, earmuffs or a headband that's going to go over your ears is still going to be a good idea as your ears are one of the first things to get cold on your head just due to the lack of any insulation on them. Plus earmuffs and headbands are going to help hold your headphones in. And I know a lot of earbud brands are prone to falling out and you do not want to lose a white earbud in the snow in the middle of your run. Okay, so just something that's going to keep your ears warm, maybe hold your headphones in, but also something that's, that's not going to be uh, super, super wet while you're running. Something that's going to be able to wick away some of the moisture from your head, but hold the heat in. So there you go. I hope you're feeling a little bit more ready to train outside now. Personally, again, I much prefer training in the cold to training in the heat, but I totally get that that's not for everyone. So just to recap here, tip number one, get into a habit of working out at the same time each day. Tip number two, find something specific to train for and get on a solid program. Tip number three, seek out an accountability coach or partner. Number four, have realistic expectations of your performance. Number five, drink or eat something warm post-workout. And number six, dress for the weather. Again, the key here is to keep moisture away from the body. 
don't let the heat escape, and don't let the cold get in. Also, let me apologize for how many times I said the word moisture in this episode. Thank you so much for listening today. I really appreciate it. If you could take a second to leave me a rating on whatever podcast platform you're currently listening to me on right now, that would be awesome. If you would like to get a program to help you stay on track this winter, get yourself a coach who's going to help hold you accountable to your workouts, but who's also going to help you find some flexibility and and change things up when things get cold and you have to change up how you're training, I want you to head over to straightshottraining.com. You can head over to our services page and see all that we offer when it comes to training. You can meet our coaches. You can head over to the blog and read everything that we've got going on over there. Head to our shop. Uh, But I want you to click on the button that says request a coach. That's going to get you right in contact with me. You can chat with me about what you're looking for in a trainer, what your goals are, what your equipment challenges are, what you've got at your house available to you. We're going to make it work for you. I'm going to get you set up with a coach. They're going to take good care of you and make sure that you stay on track with your workouts this winter when your motivation isn't always there but your dedication is. So thank you so much again for listening. Straightshottraining.com is the website. Have a great week, everybody.